It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it is time for our week 12 crit where we look back at the critical look at week 12. Wade and Ryan here. What a week 12 and some praise. It's not just criticism, it's praise. It's we, praise, we it's praise crit, it's critique, it's it's everything. It's praise, it's it's uh, it's, rage, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's a lot I of feel, uh, I fantasy. felt all the emotions. I felt all the emotions this week. It's it's tumultuous. So. I mean, there's so many ups and downs in, in it. Uh, obviously we'll get into the games. What a <laughs> What a season it is! It's just like for the if you look at the it's, playoff seedings, you're just like, what? Uh, no one had predicted this. I don't think it's great. Like if the AFC playoffs started today, I don't think there's even one match that's even watchable right now. Well, I think the every spread teams. will be. I think I think every spread will be almost be ten in every yeah. game because it would just be. It's. I think a lot of things are going to change when teams beat each other up in the next couple of weeks. But right now, the AFC is just what a disappointment. The AFC wow. has been just in general, like because we thought this is going to be the fan. most. And yeah. the NFC are the ones that have the three teams who look like. Well, I say two teams. Dallas. We'll yeah. see what Dallas can do this week. Um, but at least the top two teams, which are playing each other this week, which is going to be great. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the games. Uh, obviously, we we'll look at them. We looked at. We had the big Thanksgiving already. Um, so we went through you know four games already. So we'll look at uh, the games we didn't look at. We'll go through all of our um, our Week 12 picks. We looked at uh, the big games, uh, Jacksonville-Houston. Um, man, this was a slugfest in this one, 24-21 this one. Um, the game we wanted to see, and uh, man, you know, um, Jacksonville has this early lead. They come out, uh, Houston fights back. Stroud still 304 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, uh, 364 yards, a touchdown interception. Man, this was an exciting game uh, to watch. Like this was to me like an AFC playoff game. Um, yeah, was... It, it was. It was a great little, especially Jacksonville uh, really need this. They couldn't have gone down two nothing in the division, yeah. so they they were able to like Trevor Lawrence just kind of showed that he was just able to constantly just find the big play. Like Calvin, he was definitely hooking up mm-hmm. with Calvin Ridley a lot. J- Josh Allen was excellent on the other yeah, end. He the was defense. Sacks. He's been so good this year, considering I think for the last couple of years, everyone's just been waiting for this. That's the thing with defensive ends. Sometimes it takes a while. The very few defensive ends, if you're not like, like the brownies, first, you got to let them bake a bit. First five, yeah, you got to wait at least two, three years. Like you see it with a lot of players. So you have to be patient. It's the hardest position to be patient with uh, because you're so desperate to get any pressure on the quarterback. But to me, it was just Stroud just got outdueled by a more experienced quarterback, not a better one, just one who's kind of been in these situations before. This is big pressure moments for Stroud, and he still played great. He had his moments, he had his chances, but I think uh, Jacksonville just was able to just stifle him when they needed to and had a huge win because right now Jacksonville is looking like they got a pretty easy schedule going the rest of the way. They, they're pushing for that one seed, I think, right now, which I think is definitely in their grasp. It definitely is. Uh, um, you know, the, the interesting thing when you look at Houston and, and the depth of the team, if they just had a really good running back, you know, Singletary yeah. got like 18 yards. I mean, if you had a yeah, really David good Pierce running David Pierce is just going to be out of the league, I think, next yeah, year. I mean, pretty considering. much. So you look at the the development of this team and what they could add to it and a bit more offensive line. Dangerous. Houston, dangerous. Um, yeah, so that could be a good game to watch. Uh, well, it wasn't a good game to watch if you watched the uh, the Steelers and the Bengals. Um, 
That was uh, you can just you can just say that every week with the Steelers. To be honest, sixteen to ten. I mean, oh man, we knew this would be ugly. I picked it eighteen fifteen. You picked it twenty five twenty. It was seven three at the half. Um, Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. uh, Jake Browning versus Kenny Pickett. I mean, anyway, feels like you just bet the under in every game. Seven and four. Pittsburgh seven and four, and you just sort of go. Okay, it's like it's like everything's falling into their lap at the perfect right time. Is like, and the Bengals are injured, and you know, like it's all coming right. up. It's, it's all and coming it's up. Not, and it's not like Minnesota last year, where Minnesota had like the greatest comeback in NFL history. Some game where they beat Buffalo 36, 38, They're scoring. Part. It's like these games, 16, 10, 14. Yeah. Like this is the first time all year they had over four hundred yards of offense. So I guess you could count that as success. But even then, they still scored 16 points. Um, and you got Cincy, who now is just looking like it, it's it's over for them. I don't even think they're even in the conversation anymore. And mm. we'll just see Pittsburgh is just going to do this. And then that first round, my God, I think whoever just bet the house against Pittsburgh, whoever they're playing in the first round of the playoffs, because if this is all they can muster against uh, Browning-led Cincinnati Bengals, with a defense that gives up points, it gives up yards, like that, that can't be. It's just, I even Pittsburgh fans must know, like, oh man, we're gonna get whooped in the playoffs, just like Minnesota did probably last year when they're like, you know, we kind of squeaked out a way too many easy wins it's, or lucky it's, wins. Sorry, yeah, it's a tale of the two AFC games. Like, when you look at it, if you would have said before the season, Steelers, Bengals, Jacksonville, you know, versus the Texans, um. The Texans Jaguars game was far more exciting, and and two teams you could go, man, these guys could go. Both the the Steelers Bengals, you look at both those teams could whoop them. You know, it, it, it was just the Texans and the Jaguars a different level of football. Uh, but Kenny versus- Pickett should, yeah, but Kenny Pickett should be burying like Browning, like that's the thing. He shouldn't be only yeah. beating them by six points. Like that's unacceptable. The defense that's that not, Pittsburgh de- Steelers defense keeps them in, and the fact that Mike Tomlin is saying. You know that TJ Watt's the best defensive player, you know, in the game. Um, pretty much is testimony to the fact that he believes his defense is the only thing yeah, keeping him alive. It's definitely an argument. He's amazing. He is amazing. Uh, amazing was not the game when we went to Tennessee Titans 17 to 10 in this game. Um man, uh Derrick Henry game in this one. Um, you know, Pepper gets her to Frank Reich. Um we maybe Frank is a problem. You know, maybe Frank was a problem. Maybe he couldn't get, you got this new kid. You were supposed to develop him. You couldn't develop him. Wow. I don't know. It was, we were, we were watching this and it literally felt like the game started 1710. Yeah. And ended 1710. Yeah. It, it was just, just always like, that way. Yeah. It just felt like no matter what, like, like Carolina had about 40 chances to tie this game up. Couldn't do anything. The play calling was terrible. Like yeah. again, you got also have an ownership that's awful right now. This is David Tepper's fired. I think they, I don't know how many coaches he's fired like, since 2018. I think six coaches, yeah. six seven coaches, and now like who's gonna want to play? Who's gonna want to coach this team? Who's gonna want? <laughs> who's gonna want to coach a team with a guy who's gonna fire you if he's just so impulsive? Mercurial. You have no first round pick. You have no offensive line. Your best receiver is a 33 year old Adam Thielen. It's like this is the worst job in sports right now. And I don't, mm. I don't think he's going to get one single good candidate to to walk in unless he just pays like crazy, which 
He's already dead. It, it's great, though. I love watching this. I love watching these guys who are like, oh, I've spent all this money. Why aren't I winning? It's like, because it's not that easy. It's not like your old job. You know, this is different. This is the NFL. I was a Bears fan. Think, yeah. Billionaires think they can just walk in, buy a team, and I'm smarter than all of you. It's like, yeah, I love it. It's the only place they can get humbled. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what honest. billionaires do, man. Billionaires come in, walk yeah. into things, and buy things. That's that's the, yeah, that's and the this, deal. The one thing they can't do in the NFL is buy wins. And that's why it's great because they get humiliated when, and look at guys like Daniel Snyder, who's like a billionaire, but seen as a failure because of owning an NFL team. It's a lot harder than they think it is. Well, the, the NFL cycles, for us so. as well is it's a billionaire's parade. You know, 32 of right. America's uh, richest and shiniest. And, uh, you know, we get to see who the richest ones are. Obviously, when the Waltons sort of look down, it's like, <laughs> we got money. Uh, versus the other people who are uh, just basic scrambling billionaires. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just they, they're not a good team. They find Frank Reich. Frank Reich. It was he even said almost as much in a press conference that he wanted CJ Stroud. So it's just I think once he said that he was gone because it made it seem like Pepper he went against the boss, and yeah. I think it was inevitable. So they also fired like Deuce Staley and the quarterback coach. It's like good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Well, so, we'll see what um, they do with cleaning house does. But you know, as a Bears fan, I just I just say Carolina, you go on, you shining giants. Keep- you beautiful, you beautiful Panthers, you. You just keep getting us that draft pick that we really want. You just say, Carolina Panthers, you go, girl. Do just, I don't know. Can we say that anymore? It's um, You I can think, say it. You can I say it. That's, I think that's anti-trans, Ryan. Uh, going into <laughs> Atlanta and New Orleans. Uh, ooh, this game, you know, so hard. But Atlanta came out on this one at home, uh, 24 to 15. Uh Man, it was 14 to nine at the half, and Atlanta puts on 10 fourth quarter points. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter didn't have a great, he you know, he had two interceptions, one touchdown. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a Bijan show. It was it was a Bijan show. Uh, Alave, 114 yards though, and it looks like he got injured again. So um not good, you know, like um Jameis Winston trying to rally Derek Carr on the sidelines. Car looking just not good, and the Atlanta defense looking even better. They had Ludacris coming down from the rafters too, so that was that was really fun. But yeah, it was um, again great defensive play by Bates. That interception return um, was was huge. Again, finally using Bijan that passing game. That was a great play by Ritter. That that little deep pass because Bijan's just a weapon. Use him; mm-hmm. he's, he's great. Um, but to me, it was just another game of, yeah, this is kind of New Orleans. This is where I think we both picked Atlanta because we're like, New Orleans mm-hmm. just, their offense just does not inspire any confidence. Their head coach doesn't inspire any confidence. I, I think this is going to be a one and done Derek Carr year. I can't imagine anyone's going to want to bring this back. Um, well, so I mean, that pick six me, at the pick six at the eight yard line <laughs> to run it back. That was, it was, that was pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah, it's grim. So it, it's just getting worse. And like we have a buddy who's a Saints fan, and he's on our text messages, being like, "We're the, like, whenever you get in the twenty, it's like it's the worst case scenario because they're yeah. awful inside the twenty, the red zone." And the the head coach has been a problem since the beginning. No matter how good your defense is, your offense can't score. And now Atlanta's got the now got first place in the division, and I gotta feel like that division is going to be a losing record, winning division. Like, I can't imagine it's going to be like nine. It might be nine and eight, but I think eight, nine is going to win that division. I 
don't know. Atlanta, I don't know. Look, they they sort of stumble. They're sort of Pittsburgh-esque in their way, but they might be able to stumble think- in and take – it's their division now because it looks like the Saints, they've got enough injuries going on with the Saints. You know, you got Thomas out, Olave out. You know, um, Shahid might be out as well. So you yeah. lose – you lose all your wide right, receivers, that, and you got Derek Carr with not, nothing anyway. It's a Camara show. I don't know. It could be Atlanta's turn. You know, if they just if they now just sort of let Bijan run four it. More, yeah, four more wins by Atlanta to get to nine. Like, I don't know if I can even see four more wins. Like, if that's like, – if you're only putting up, like, 15, 17, 19 points, it's just not going to be enough time, especially when it gets in the winter. And now in getting into December with the intensity, it, it's getting so much more. The weather's worse. So, and the offenses have been bad. So maybe we're going to see even worse offenses in December. Four more wins. Four more wins. <laughs> Who knows? I don't. I don't know. Uh, Colts uh, irk out another win. Uh, they lost uh, Jonathan Taylor for a couple games. Uh, Twenty-seven to twenty. Uh, Baker could not get it together. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew. You know, he was two hundred fifty-one yards, twenty-four for forty-one. He did miss a lot. Um, a lot of drop balls too. Um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously 91 yards before he got hurt. Pittman, 107 yards. Defensive game. Uh, you know, Colts go to six and five, though. Uh, they're alive in this division, tied up with uh, with Houston. And and suddenly the AFC South has got some winning records in it. Doesn't make any sense, like how, how Indy's doing this. And Baker did another Baker game where he just can't get points. And the guy just can't. Same Mike Evans is the only one who's had a great year. He's made a lot. He's going to make a lot of money next year, whatever team. Because yeah. I think a lot of people probably, thought there was going to be a yeah. drop Jeez. drop off, but there just never is a drop off with Mike Evans. He's oh. fantastic, and he's the only thing keeping this team within any chance of scoring points. So, um, I I don't understand Indy. I I mean, but Gardner is not really chucking it around much. The running now they lost Jonathan Taylor. They're just somehow pulling off wins, and it, it's it's fascinating to watch. And if they're going to be in the playoffs, Gardner Minshew makes the playoffs, and Josh Allen doesn't. Oi, oi, that's just going to be that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, no, it is a shame you mentioned Mike Mike Evans, and I mean we, when we were watching the game, he just has this he has this stiff arm ability to just make himself always available, you know, and just put himself. He's so strong and so big, and you're right. It's like one he should have been traded before this to get him away but whoever gets yeah. him i mean someone would have been benefited by having him as that extra wide receiver because he is he is a game differential you know and if it weren't for him in this game i mean he had two touchdowns in this and it was basically him shoving his way in um no one shoved their way in uh in in no shove no push shove no real points in the new york giants and, and the patriots 10 to 7 it was not a baseball <laughs> game it was actually an nfl game no, um, it sadly, no, it you know, it was uh, an XFL game. It was an XFL game. Uh, Eighty-two thousand people in attendance to watch Mac Jones versus Tommy DeVito, uh, and Tommy DeVito putting on a show, 191 yards, a touchdown, but he was 17 for 25, 103 rating. Uh, Stevenson for for the Patriots pretty much did all the work. Um, but uh, how about Jalen Hyatt, who a lot of people are now probably trying to pick up on their fantasies? Five for six, 109 yards. They seem to have a good connection, um, but it was a Giants defense. It was just this is just ugly. This game, just... it was, and it felt like, like that kick to tie it was so bad of a kick, and it felt yeah. like it was on purpose. <laughs> like, <sighs> I don't condone tanking, but that looked like a guy. Like the only thing that would have been more uh, 
maybe question more is if it was like Charlie Lucy and Charlie Brown and they yeah. lifted the football. That was like it just it was and I, I felt it. I was like, I bet she's gonna miss. And it was a yeah. shank like I've never seen. And then meanwhile, you got in the Bills game, a guy hitting 59 yards in the rain, and this guy's shanking 30 yarders. Um, it was it was bad football, and I think the NFL was NFL probably called this in. It's like no one wants to watch this go into overtime. Let's just let's just wrap it up. End the game. Let's just move on. We got we got a concert to put on. Get out. Yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of people when the repeats of The Bachelor uh, are beating the game. Uh, I don't know. If the NFL <laughs> still kills, but still, uh, even Tommy Devito those... versus Mac Jones would beat um, the NBA Finals probably. It's just every sort of these these games feel like a colonoscopy or colonoscopy. You know, <laughs> it's just it just it just it just oh man, just every time again again. I thought I thought we just did one last year. Um, polyps really and it's just this uh man just anyway um yay the rams came out in uh man stafford style uh, i thought the cardinals might be able to cover in this one it was only a two and a half point spread but the rams put up 37 all of the cardinals um this was a slap down beat down uh tyler higby for everyone who's also trying to pick him up in fantasy he's only good for one week uh, yeah you exactly. cannot return him well actually you can but um it was 21 to eight at the half. Uh, and then it was 24 to eight. They had 13 points, a couple field goals for Arizona, but they were limp. They were limp in this one at home. Um, Matt Stafford, uh, four touchdowns, you know, and Kyron Williams as well, 143 yards. Uh, he was running all over the place. James Conner did not run at all. Yeah, no, it was, it was just. Matt Stafford coming back. He was actually slinging it around. They were they're running it. Like their running game looked fantastic. And I think the Rams are just kind of that team that like they the NFC is a bit of a mess right now that can kind of sneak in now, getting a bit healthy. Cooper Cup disappointing with like 18 yards. So it just felt like they just went with their running game and just did what they do best. Arizona's even with Kyler, just it doesn't feel like they're improving. It doesn't feel like, hey, we got. They feel like they're not better than they were when they had Dobbs, mm-hmm. which is weird because Kyler, like for ages, couldn't even get anything going in that game. They had eight points for about like 45 minutes, it felt like, and just couldn't get anything going. And it's not like they're going up against a good Rams defense or anything like that, but I guess it's just a severe lack of weapons. Kyler's still getting back into it, and um, Arizona's the best, but I think the Rams could make a little run now, and they could be that sneaky team that kind of there's gonna be a lot of teams like the Packers. There's gonna be a good battle for that last playoff spot because the Packers are coming in strong, and we're gonna see a lot of teams now fading out with injuries. And the Rams and the Packers could be one of those teams that kind of fight for that last spot. I could see the Rams, not sure about the Packers, but the Rams just have that ability. I mean, the ability to score and just be at will. Um, yeah, uh, but Cardinals just looked horrible in this one. The one team I will say that has the ability to come back and cause disruption in the playoffs is the Denver Broncos, who continue to win six games in a row yeah. after another dismantling of a big team. But it was against the Cleveland Browns, 29-12 in this one. Um, you know, Russ Wilson, he, he wasn't great, let's be honest. 13 yeah. for 22, 134 yards. Um, the defense really stepped up for this one. And Will Lutz, uh, if you have him, he continues to kick for the Broncos and gets the most of their points. Uh, yes. You know, they get positional play, get the field goal. Uh, it's a little chess match for him, but it wins. And that's the way they're playing. And, and they're just playing simple football. 
but the Broncos yeah, are going to well, win. They're six and five. Yeah, it's not like Russ is lighting it up or anything, but he's not turning it over like he did last year. He's not putting it in harm's way, and that's what the good thing Sean Payton's done. Again, I think they're still going to have it tough. They're still going to have to play like Kansas City, the Chargers. Again, they could probably beat them, but um, again, this is a Cleveland team that's, even though they have seven wins, it's going to be tough for them to get any more, to be perfectly honest with you. If you're going with these quarterbacks, sure, you got Joe Flacco, but you know, you're getting injuries all over the place. Now you got Miles Garrett who might be hurt. And if you lose Miles Garrett, you lose like the heart and soul of your defense. I think that team just crumbles if he can't play. If he, because the thing I saw his arm was like in a sling after the game. Don't know if he'll be all right. He'll probably tough it out, but he's probably not going to be the same. And it just feels like even whatever with Flacco, the team does, yeah. doesn't have a lot of weapons, and they're going to have to. They're probably going to get beat up. Each it's going to be tough for them to score points every single week. And, um, you know, to only score 12 points is just not good enough. And, yeah, it was just Denver's defense has been playing better. But I want to see Denver when they have to play, like, outside of that Buffalo game, when they play a good team. Let's see how they compete because I think they need to kind of have a team now to give them the test of, is this, like, a false team? Because even that game against Buffalo that they won, they were not good. Like, Russell was not good. They couldn't really move it at all. So, it's like smoke and mirrors a bit with this team. I don't know who they are. It's, it's amazing the comeback they've done, but let's see. Again, it's like the ca- lots of teams. There's been so much bad football and so much mediocre teams. It's hard to even judge who's good this year. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland, I mean, seven and four, but it feels like one of those air mattresses where there, there's just holes in it and like <laughs> you'll never get a good night's sleep or you, you never float on water with it. It's like, oh, well, they used to be good. And I could trust it, but I, I don't know if I could lay on it anymore. Um, <laughs> Broncos, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of these things with the the Broncos. It's, it's if they're playing the smart chess moves, then I think they can move ahead, you know. And and that's it. That these really small little moves. Um, it's 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 like the New Jersey Devils, you know. Remember them uh, hockey? You know, they were never yeah. great offensively. You get Dominic Hacksha in, in, in net. Uh, but you you play defensively, and sometimes defense, you know, they say defense never wins Super Bowls, but maybe it gets you into the playoffs, and maybe you can develop your offense from there, and maybe they can figure some stuff out. But Denver six wins, so you can't argue with that. Let's, no. uh, it was let's... it was Marty it was Marty Brodeur on the Jets. Marty Brodeur on yeah. the Devils on the Devils. You're right. I'm thinking of Hashik. I'm going back. Yeah, you're thinking of Hashik and the Buffalo, the Buffalo yes. Sabers. Hashik was still Hashik still had that that splits. Uh, speaking of splits, uh, it's split for the Raiders who had an opening lead against the Chiefs, and then Patrick Mahomes just like switched a gear. Uh, you know, it looked like it was fourteen nothing at one point, then it was four, yeah. 14 all, and then Kansas City just did what they did. Um, you know, uh, Rashi Rice had a great game. Him and Mahomes started finding it. Glad I put him on my bench. Josh Jacobs, whatever he could do, one hundred and ten yards still was not enough. Uh, for them to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes, 298 yards, two touchdowns. He just still has that fire. Yeah. Well, even when we were watching it, it was 14 nothing. We were both saying to each other, we were just like, it's going to, we weren't even like, oh, this is just kind of funny. It's too early. That's the problem. It's like they're up, they're up 14 nothing way too early. And it's like, we knew the comeback was coming. And by half, it was like 21 14. And they just kind of took over. The Raiders, listen, they got a lot of fight in them. You got to give them that. They're a better team, I think, than a lot of people give them credit for. They can at least, 
make the competitive game with with the Chiefs, and they're doing it with Aiden O'Connell as their quarterback. They've definitely seen like a lot better. I, just this team that just plays so much more cohesively. The defense and Max Crosby, they're not as bad as everyone kind of thought they would be. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to always have these games because they know the Raiders. But um, listen, Chiefs now, they got they got, the, they got the Packers coming up this week, the Bills next week. But it still wasn't, it still didn't feel like the Chiefs were back. Like it felt like they went down a hole and they had to force it to come back. But it still, Mahomes still had his, problems a little bit and Kelsey still doesn't feel like Kelsey's back and yeah Rasheed Rice is good that he's there but it's still there's still a little there's still questions I think in Kansas City yeah I mean you're right they do feel like they've got a bit of an eating disorder because they always have to you know dig deep and <laughs> and, and force themselves to come yeah. back um but it was it was one of those things you're like, ooh, do, you know, like, do they have them? Do they have them? And it's like old Ali where he's sort of rope-a-doping. Um, they, they just still have that be able to fire. Yeah, they still have some issues. The defense looked a bit sluggish, uh, that front. I mean, Josh Jacobs was able to get to them. It it didn't seem like they really took the game seriously till the second half, um, you know, which is weird. Uh, but Aiden O'Connell, you know, had not a bad game, 248 yards. Vegas has got that feistiness. It was like Carolina last year. Carolina was like feisty and plucky and were grabbing wins. Um, and and they had some defense. And, and Vegas sort of has a bit of that, like a bit of a mosquito. But, you know, th- this, was the, this was the Chiefs. Yeah, you sort of just know this is consistent. They're going to come back. They're going to make it to the final four. We know that. I mean, yeah. I, I, there's no reason to doubt that they won't. Um, and there's no reason to doubt that they probably won't make it to the final two. At uh, the way that they're playing, the only you know, depending with Baltimore and the way that things play, but in terms of the AFC, man, they keep steamrolling. Speaking of um, AFC NFC matchups, we'll get to the game that we watched that went to overtime. No. Ten and one now, <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Buffalo had their way, but had their way with themselves as well. Philadelphia was able to mount a comeback. Refereeing, uh, and we both agreed on this one was. Very biased in Philadelphia. Yes, yeah, it wasn't on many occasions that you're just like that horse collar tackle. It's like he, you just picked him up by the neck and threw him on the yeah. ground in front of you. Um, and that's sort of but not even that. Like, you got a you got an intentional grounding penalty on you yeah. on that play. Yeah, <laughs> which was just to even. Yeah, it was something else to watch. Uh, but again, you even uh, to be fair. You did have Josh Allen who flopped on a hit that got yep. a, that got a personal foul, so it did go one way. But one way, yeah, yep. it, it was especially at the very beginning of the game. It was rough to watch. Like, mm-hmm. It was ten to one in like the first half penalties. Yeah. Um, and Buffalo, this is just the most. It's like I was saying to a friend of ours, I was like, I would love for once to watch the best game of the year and be on the winning side because it feels like Buffalo every year is on the game of the year on the losing yeah. side and. I think it comes down to like, listen, you can't say Josh Allen threw a pick, yeah, but Josh Allen was old Josh Allen. He was spectacular out there. Yeah. He he moved the ball up and down in the rain and all that and and just excellent first half. You got but then you gotta give it to Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts yeah. has got that ice water in his veins, man. The, like that guy he just went down and just said, I'm gonna win this and give him credit, man. You gotta give Philly all the credit in the world. They came back, Buffalo was out coached. The fact that they wouldn't let Josh Allen even attempt to win the game with 20 seconds left, and then they try to ice the kicker, 
Mm-hmm. And give it, give it up to Elliot to kick that fifty nine yard. That was crazy. Like, that was that's crazy. insane. And like, and it's just like when I was going to kick, I knew he was going to hit it because when you're a Bills fan, you just you no one ever misses the kick against you. I don't think I've ever seen a, a team on the, with a chance to win it miss a kick against the Bills. It's it's just, Philly's just got that they got that winning spirit in them, man. It was a tough loss for Buffalo, and I think it, it could be a season ender. And it's just another Sean McDermott because did the exact same thing. They got Josh Allen keeps giving him a lead and Sean McDermott's defense keeps giving up touchdowns right at the end. They did it against the Patriots. They did it against the the Giants and almost lost. They did it against Denver and now they do against Philly. So it's just, it's, it's disappointing, but Buffalo should have won that. They, they dominated and they somehow lost. And that's the Sean McDermott big game scenario that always continues to happen. It was look, it was a it was a crazy back and forth game. It was a great um, game. Great Buffalo, game. you know, you thought that maybe if hadn't the, some of those penalties and there were obviously you can't blame the refs, but there were a lot of stupid stupidity on Buffalo. Yeah. That you sure. shouldn't have done well, there were penalties. Don't get me yeah. wrong. A lot of them were penalties. But, but there were some that were just were. like, come on. Um you know, and then you just saw it was just tough. You know, Philadelphia came back. They just had that moment to be able to come back. Um, for our listeners out there, uh, Ryan was at my house watching this game. I was quite tired, quite tired. And this was the late game. And I was that kick. And I was like, oh, fuck, I could go to bed soon. And then that yeah. kick, and it was like, our, okay, <laughs> okay. It's over yeah, time. but then once Philly got the ball, I started yeah. putting on my shoes. And yeah, no, I, like, I know. No, I know. I was like, it was one of those. You're like, oh, my God. It was late, but it was just like yeah. it was. But that kick was you could not. One of the greatest kicks. It was of the last, like when you like think 20 about years, it, like in honest. the rain where nothing was moving. And you and we were watching even on red zone, a litany of horrible kicks and even yeah. missed, missed. And Bill's and missed is, two. Yeah. Two after points. Like and he was missing the PATs. And you're like, OK, well, maybe it's the, maybe it's the ground. Maybe it's this. And then he just comes and nails it. Um, yeah. It was a beautiful yes. kick, and and that's look. To be honest, that's that's what what a what a team does. That's what winning teams do. That's what heroes. Do. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they come back. Built and, that Sirianni's built that confidence in that team that they think no matter what they're going to go out and win. And Buffalo coached like they were going to lose. They coached to lose, and Philly coached to win. And that could, was the difference. Yeah, and you could see it on. You could feel the energy. You could feel the momentum. And in, in, was it Bradley Cooper? I don't know, but you could just feel that energy. It's like. Uh oh, Philly's got that shot. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. just, it was a shove of just, I think it's just having so much talent and having the experience. And they, they were just able to motivate yeah. themselves. Uh, great game. Not a great game when Baltimore, who's moved to nine and three, and Baltimore moving on, LA Chargers. Holy fire the coach. Um, four and seven yeah. now. And for the amount you're paying Justin uh, Herbert and for the amount of tools you're giving him, um, man, this was a bad game. It was 10 three at the half. Um, and then it was, it was just bad, you know, overall, um, you know, he, even Lamar looked okay. He was 18 for 32, 177, uh, passing yeah. yards, but, um, yeah, Eckler, not even good. It was not a big running game. You know, Zay Flowers was the only thing. Yeah, it, for it definitely doesn't feel like, like, I think it's like if you're a Charger player, you know, you can see the writing on the wall. You know what's happening. Even I think guys like Eckler are probably watching this being like, this is probably my last game because we wouldn't give him a contract before the year. He hasn't really done much this year. 
And now you're watching just Brendan Staley. They're just letting them just, again, 10 points. They got 10 points, and that's just not going to be good enough. Justin Herbert's got to do better. You know, Baltimore does have a good defense, give them credit. But to me, it just feels like this. This is the Chargers team that's just given up. And I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe they're just punishing him and just letting him just kind of lose out. Because I just think as the season goes on, as it gets December and people getting close to the end of the season, they don't want to get hurt. I can see a lot of bad Chargers games happening in the next couple of weeks if they don't do something soon. So maybe this week he gets fired, but I think they're waiting until the end of the season. It's it's a way to, it's sort of a sad way to let it drip out that way. Um, yeah. I mean, you could see the frustration on his face and everything. I mean, the guy is trying to get the ball down there. Is it his fault? No, I don't think so. A lot of people are saying, well, maybe it's Herbert's fault. No, it's just, he's got nothing around him. He's got no toolbox, nothing, no tools in the toolbox. And this was just a Baltimore team that just had more motivation and and they did try to, you know, they kept it low. It was a low-scoring game. But at the end of it, Baltimore irks out the win. The defense tried to do what they could do, even missing Bosa. The Chargers, again, it's just like, okay, so what are you going to do again next year? Um, and that's, unfortunately, you know, at this point, it's all over for them. And four and six, you know, you know, go back to San Diego. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Santos, the fresh maker. As Carlos Santos and the Chicago Bears took on the Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> I guess what we won. We won, oh everyone. Gosh. Did you though? Did you? We Did won. you win? We won. Did you win? We won. It was sure it was three three at the half, and it was then nine three, but then it was twelve ten, and <laughs> the attendance, uh, you know, obviously big, big attendance, sixty six thousand people watching the Minnesota Vikings lose at home, twelve to ten in. Uh, Baseball doubleheader would have gotten way more runs than this. But Bears win. We're four and eight. And this is another pick. Yeah, well, I think this just, I mean, like when you looked at the chart, I think they showed that like Justin Fields I threw like one attempt over 10 yards yeah. the whole game. And I think if anything, just solidified that, okay, this this is not how you win in the NFL. No. I'm sorry, but if there's anything solidified that Justin Fields is probably not going to be the quarterback, I think it was this game. Like you're going up against, you got to be able to do better than that against right. a rival and to be able to not even score a touchdown. It's just not good enough. And I think the fact that even though Ibrahim is getting that defense to play better, but it's like it doesn't matter if you have a good defense if you can't put up points, you can't score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I think the more wins. Maybe he can keep his job, but it's like, do you really trust Eberfus with the next quarterback that comes with this team um, if Fields can't do anything? So um, I, I'd be very worried about what's going to happen, but I can't imagine after this, if you're a Bears fan, you're thinking, yeah, let's give Fields another chance. It's like, okay, he has his flashes, but it's the inconsistency. And it's like you're going up against Josh Dobbs, even though Dobbs definitely made him look better the way Dobbs played. But I just don't think it's enough for me to, if I'm a Bears fan, to think like, why would we not two years in a row not use the number one pick on a quarterback, especially looking at what Stroud's doing? Well, you yeah. could add Stroud technically if you wanted him. Well, we could add Patrick Mahomes too. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's I, go, I mean, let's go back to that time machine. Um, yeah, I mean, it was quite obvious that uh, Aber Aber Flush is uh, is going the way of the toilet, and and that Fields um, will probably, you know, we'll see what we can get for him. I think that's that's going to be the consideration is trying to yeah. make him look pretty before the end of the season, gussy yeah, him up. Like a, it's like a, like a show home. home, like a yeah, show home. Yeah, you know, we you you bring in you you gussy it up. 
and, and you bring in all the decor um to sell it but um yeah it's look it was an ugly but the defense is starting to look good and i think that's that's where i'm starting to see the hope in the bears is that we were we were able to stop them um and joshua dobbs uh the magical astronaut um does not look to be going any further as a result but you know mm-hmm. that, that was a great little story great little run his linsanity uh but unfortunately yeah. that's it but the bears get a win uh and yeah uh, you know we're, we got four wins that was uh, kind of more than I thought we were going to get this year already. Yeah. Um, I've, if you know, hopefully we don't stay this way, but if we get one more win, I, I would be pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised, everyone. Let's get us into week thirteen. We're into December, everyone. It is December football. Uh, Scott Hansen is in the building. It's on fire. How are you going to save it? <laughs> um, let's start with. Our first. He, don't worry, he has. He has. He has Jesus. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Well, the thing is, I mean, I bet you because the guy. I was just. I had a weird division of it because he doesn't go to the bathroom. He could little. Don't worry about this. And he just. Yeah, I got pulls out the I hose. It just full. soaks. Just soaks the whole fire. Just like just four yeah. hours of piss. Like even just. It doesn't even miss a play call. Just uh, just do it, and you don't even see it. Everyone's just like, yeah, and then we're off to the Dallas game. Um, and we're off to the Dallas game. Dallas is playing again. Uh, they're eight and three. They're at home. Oh my God. They're very good at home. They score 40 points every time they're at home. They're nine point favorites. Um, they're eight and three and Seattle is coming to town and Seattle is six and five and things aren't going so good for Seattle. Oh, Gino is kind of limping around and they're kind of broken in parts. And while the defense was doing as well, man, they're just not connecting the way they used to. And Dallas, uh, smells playoffs and they smell lots of things but uh nine point favorites 46 points is the over under in this one ryan Dallas nine almost- yeah but nine um, seems a lot nine seems a lot yeah. um i think i think seattle's also to me the more desperate team like seattle is kind of reeling a bit right now and gino's kind of fighting for his job the way he's been playing this year so i i would like to see a little bit more spirited effort um i think again to me this is yeah, oh, this is Dallas finally playing a team against a winning record, but one yeah. that's absolutely on a on the downward trend. Um, so I think again, I I just don't think they're going to be able to put up like the points they put up against Washington. I don't think they're going to blow them out. I think um, I think Dallas will win. They're at home. They do have the better defense, and the off Dak is looking good. But these are the games that can trip them up. Like mm-hmm. whenever he play like Pete. Pete Carroll would definitely want to, he's got to win this. He knows this is a big game, especially in the playoff run. So I think the fact that Dallas is going into a desperate Seattle team makes me think it's going to be a bit closer than we think. So um, I'm going to take Dallas to win, but I'm going to go 27, 23 for Dallas. Four points. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I mean, Dallas, look, they've had what five, six games where they've scored 40 points at home. Uh, and you're right. It's against like Washington, New York and stuff like that. So is that's the thing is Seattle's defense going to step up. They're going to step up, uh, quickly. And, you know, they've had some time off, uh, whereas, uh, you know, they've, you know, they've both only played on, on Thanksgiving weekend, obviously getting stunted by the 49ers did not help them. So there should be a bit of motivation. I don't like, I don't think they'll cover, but I think they'll keep it a low scoring game. I've got a 28 to 18, Dallas wins at home, but they're not going to get a 40-burger on it. 
That's it for this week's podcast, everyone, for our week uh, 12 crit and our TNF preview. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone, and we'll be back with our week 13 preview very shortly.